What's up, everybody? This is Michael Bowman, the host of the Legacy Quest podcast, where we talk to those who are building a legacy that will far surpass their legend. What is up, everybody? Love you guys. Check this out. I'm so excited about the first episode of the Legacy Quest podcast, or also the Bowman Legacy podcast. We are brought to you by Bowman Legacies, making blue-collar lives better one CEO at a time. We are also brought to you by author Grizz Waller, who's preparing to bring out one of the coolest sci-fi western books that I have ever seen in my life. I'm so pumped about this thing coming out. Guys, I just wanted to start the first podcast with just me because I want to explain to you today why I'm doing this. This week, I talked to someone who has taken Bowman Legacies on as a personal mentoring and coaching facility. And when we talked and we talked about how fatherless that her life was, we talked about how great she was because she's breathing air, that she has greatness within her. And we want to draw that out. I never have heard such crying and brokenness in my life. I hurt and cried with her over the phone. And I realized that this person needed our help. Guys, today, What I want you to understand is the Bowman Legacies and the Legacy Quest podcast is here to encourage you. We want to talk to people that are going to encourage your lives to move forward and to do great things. We want to talk to people that came from nothing and went to something. We want to talk to people whose lives were broken and they moved forward anyway. I want to encourage you today that you are not alone and that you don't need to be making six figures to listen to this podcast. You don't need to be perfect to listen to this podcast. What you need to do is just have a heart and a soul and a mind. And if you need encouraged, we're here for you. Guys, I want to tell you, I will never forget for a customer going to San Jose in California and spending two weeks there. While I was there, uh, or the reason why I was there is the customer had told us that they were going to kick us out. They were mad. They were upset that we weren't bringing the production value that we needed to. They were upset that our safety record wasn't what it needed to be. They were upset because they felt the one-on-one interactions with our people on site were not up to quality, up to snuff. And I was sent there to help. And I'll never forget while I was there, I was actually sent with one other person who couldn't handle the pressure and left. And I was there by myself. And so we had two shifts, about 70 people on staff. And I would come in about 10 o'clock in the morning, but I would stay until night shift was done or just about wrapping up. I did that for two weeks. When I left there, production was up. Safety was up. And more than all the other things, the morale of the overall morale of the entire group, all 70 people was up. They were laughing coming in in the vans. They were having a good time. They were excited about working at this place that just two weeks prior, they were absolutely miserable and hated it. You see, when I first got there on the site, what I realized was people just kept coming to me and stepping aside with me saying they wanted to leave. They hated it there. They hated the environment. They felt like they'd been lied to. They felt like they'd been hornswoggled. And now they were away from home at a site 
where they were completely and totally beside themselves and miserable, and they didn't know what to do. They felt trapped. They felt miserable. And so I had to figure out, my God, what am I going to do to fix this thing? Because obviously at the end of the day, my boss is going to want to see change. And the hardship was I was there initially with someone else who was supposed to help me usher change. But moreover than anything, I was there by myself. And I was very worried that I wouldn't be able to handle it. And something came over me. I was just going to do this one person at a time. And so I began doing that. I began to reach out to people. I began to love on people. I began to make adjustments. I started to look at things that were unsafe on the site and started to change them one at a time. But I didn't bring those things to the attention of the leadership in such a way like, get this fixed, do it now. It was like, hey, guys, I see an area that I think that we could do better at and improve. Let's do that. And at first, the attitude was, forget it, man. I don't care anymore. I hate it here. And I don't care if I have to leave. I don't care if you fire me, just get me out of here. And that attitude went from that to I can do this. And all I did was fill people with hope and make minor adjustments. At Bowman Legacies this week, I've had such the awesome opportunity to be able to talk to people and help to be that third party or that person from the outside looking in to help them adjust and move forward with their personal lives. And what we hope to do here is to continue to do that for organizations uh, on, on the CEO level, on the PM level, and help people to improve because they have to understand one quintessential truth. And that quintessential truth is simply this. You have greatness that resides inside of you. You only must see it. And sometimes you need a third party person to help see that and to draw out that greatness. I want you guys to know, just like with that, those 70 people, hanging out with them, spending time with them, helping them to understand and see their greatness is exactly what we want to do with you. And I don't want it, this to sound like a sales pitch. And I'm sure in this podcast, it's a short one. It's our first initial one. But I don't want it to feel like to you guys that I'm just trying to do a sales pitch. But I'm trying to just put this out there and let it, let it be where it lay. Because I want to encourage you. I want you to understand that you're not a mess. I want you to understand that, yes, things may seem hard right now. But if you put forth the effort... You can and you will get through this. If no one believes in you in the world right now and you feel like the least of the least, I'm here to tell you I'm standing beside you. I want you to understand that you can do it. You can get through it. It just takes you making the next right choice. Did you hear that? It just takes you making the next right choice. We tend to look at this whole gigantic picture and we get so overwhelmed and freaked out. And what we forget to realize is all I have to do is do the next right choice. Make the next right decision. Sometimes that decision is to get a mentor, to get a coach. Sometimes that decision is personal growth and grow as hard as you can and do it yourself. Sometimes that decision just simply means rolling out of bed in the morning. Trust me, I know what discouragement is like. I know what it's like to lose your job when you've been trying to do a good job. I know what it's like for CEOs to look at you and say, man, we love you. We think you're doing a great job, but we're letting you go. I know what it's like to have your boss tell you, you know, sometimes I'm going to screw you and it's going to hurt. 
I know what it's like for you to wake up in the morning and dread to go to work. I know what it's like day in and day out to trudge through your life and feel like you've gone absolutely nowhere. But if you would be just honest with yourself, you can look back and see all those times that you did get out of bed when others faltered. You can see those times where you trudged ahead anyway. You showed up anyway. Now, you may not have done your best work. You may not have had that home run that day, but you got up. Give yourself some credit for moving forward. Give yourself some credit for doing something when others didn't. I remember when I was young and I would get in fights uh, like in the ring. I would be in the ring and I loved martial arts and I would fight. And I'll never forget a time where I felt like I lost miserably. And I fought a man who'd been in martial arts most of his life and he had just retired from the military. No, he wasn't like 110 years old, so don't go there. The guy was fit. He was in his 30s. I was in my late teens. And I remember just hurting because he'd snuck one in there every once in a while. And he came out. I felt pretty low about myself. And he said this to me. He said, man, let me tell you something. I look at your belt and I realize you're not as high as me. I look at your age and I realize you've not been in this a lifelong like I have. But I'm going to tell you something. I was so impressed with your willingness to keep meeting me in the middle and hammering at it any time. Anyway, there's been a couple of times in there I snuck one in on you real good, and it hurt, and you didn't falter. You didn't act scared. Well, he didn't see what was inside of me. I was terrified. This guy was good. He was fast, and he knew how to hit me hard and hit me quick before I knew I'd been struck. But I kept coming back. He goes, there's several times in there I was so concerned that you were going to put me on my ass. And I could not believe it. And it taught me something early in life. It taught me you need to keep going. Guys, if this is the last podcast I do, I want to impress on you this. Keep going. And don't forget, you've got something to give to your fellow man. Yeah, you. You who is so critical and hard on yourself. You who have given up on yourself. You've got something to give to help someone else move forward. If we all thought this way, my God, what a better world this would be. But you do. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of success. You know, in these podcasts, what I want to do is reevaluate what Western culture thinks of success. Because some of you are successes and you don't even know it. You've been so hard on yourself. You've been so rough on yourself that you didn't even realize that you've been lying to yourself. You've, you've put monikers on you. You've listened to people that had no right to speak to you, and you've taken loser onto you. You've taken garbage onto you. You've taken nobody onto you, and you're carrying the weight of things that someone put on your shoulders that never belonged there in the first place. I want to encourage you to understand that you are loved. And you might say, Mike, you're crazy, man. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm a piece of garbage. And I'm here to tell you, no, you're not. And the fact that you're allowing yourself to think that way shows you need a retraining and a reevaluation of who you are. Every single person listening to the sound of my voice, I want you to take this as if I'm talking directly to you because I am. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Take that big, big, deep breath and listen to me. You have worth. You are great. You have a greatness within you and a dynamic within you 
that no one else has. Stop looking at the magazines for your answers. Stop looking at the television screen for your answers of what the perfect body, the perfect mind, the perfect person is. Because there's nothing wrong with you just where you're at. Look, no one can tell me that when they look at John Candy, they look at a guy who's supposed to be in a DC comic book as a superhero. But John Candy was a large guy. He was overweight. But I'm going to tell you, he was unbelievably gifted and talented. And he couldn't make you laugh in ways that would make you just bust a gut. You couldn't help yourself. You still can't help yourself to watch planes, trains, and automobiles and not just want to die laughing. This guy could bring the inappropriate (laughs) across the screen in such an innocent way that it would make you marvel. And before you know it, you're laughing at stuff that sometimes you probably shouldn't be laughing at. You can't tell me that people like Mother Teresa worried that that she, she, she looked a certain way. She was small. She was insignificant. She was a physically weak person. And yet she did things that changed the course of the world in a very dark and desperate place. Neither one of these people were concerned about looking to the left and right and seeing what their competitor in business was doing, seeing what their neighbor was doing, or seeing what their brother and sister was doing, or seeing what the magazine stands had to say about them. They went forward, they moved forward, no matter how they looked, no matter how they felt, and they continued to grow and help other people. And I'm telling you, that's your mission. That's why every human being has been placed on this earth. Whether you chose to pick up that sword and that shield, whether or not you choose to go on that quest is completely and totally and entirely up to you. If you've noticed, our logo is the sword and the shield because we've decided to draw a line in the sand. We've decided to pick up our sword and shield and to go on the quest of trying to start a revolution, trying to start something that not a lot of people are doing. Helping people one person at a time. Like Bowman Legacy says, making the world better for blue-collar people one CEO at a time. I hope this inspires you today. I hope that you understand and you're filled with a passion today to know that you have a mission in life. You do have a purpose. And it isn't a mystery. That purpose is not a mystery. That purpose is to grow in the thing that you love to do more than anything else. To sustain yourself, to put a roof over your head, and to help other people do the same. That's all of our purposes, whether we choose to accept it or not. Each and every one of you is building a legacy, whether good or whether bad. You've either, you've either building your legacy and you're just swimming in millions of dollars, but your life around you is crumbled. I once talked to a man who sat in tears, who had built quite a legacy, but his daughter would not speak to him. Yes, on one side, he had a Corvette collection and a helicopter. On the other side, his daughter didn't want anything to do with him. And yet, I know a man right now who doesn't have a lot of money. A man who mentored me, has never wanted for anything, has a gorgeous wife, has two beautiful children who are absolutely out there smashing it every single day. And when he passes, they're not going to look in the casket and go, geez, I wish that went better. They're going to miss him 
but they're going to carry the legacy, the lessons that he gave to them and the love that he poured into them for the rest of their lives. And they're going to do the same to their own children. So what's your legacy? Ask yourself that right now. What is my legacy? A lot of you cannot answer that. You can't answer what your legacy is. And so I hope and hope in the next few months as this podcast continues on that we can help you build your legacy. I hope that we inspire you with each and every podcast, and I hope that I don't fall short of your expectations. And I hope that you continue to reach out to me on LinkedIn at Michael Bowman on LinkedIn. My, my first name's spelt funky. It's M-I-K-E-L. I hope you continue to reach out to me on Instagram. It's Michael Bowman 243. Reach out to me on Facebook. And let's continue to work together to build our legacies and build that hope within us and help ourselves to grow and become better people and help other people do the same. I love you very much. And I hope I didn't take too much of your time today. And I hope you enjoyed the first podcast of Legacy Quest. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the Legacy Quest podcast. Again, we're brought to you by Bowman Legacies, making life better for the blue-collar people, one CEO at a time. We're also brought to you by author Grizz Waller, who's getting ready to launch his new book on Amazon, Selfish Acts of Righteous Men, a Wild West sci-fi adventure that will turn you on your ear. Thanks again, everybody, and don't forget, keep building that legacy that will far surpass your legend.